Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And what's going on, fine citizens? Happy Fantastic Friday. So much going on this weekend, of course, the 148th run for the Roses and the Kentucky Derby. You know, later today, the Kentucky Oaks, a great betting action at Churchill. All weekend long, we've got the Wells Fargo going on in Potomac, Maryland, the TBC Potomac course, NHL. An NBA playoff action, the Tigers and the Houston Astros. We just have it all going on this weekend. And, of course, Bet Rivers has you covered as well. UFC 274 is tomorrow. And Bet Rivers has a special profit boost for the big event. All players that log in on Saturday will receive a 20% profit boost on a UFC 274 parlay. Make your ideal UFC 274 combo on the main events, undercard, or combination of both. Terms and conditions apply. See the site for details. The, this profit boost packs an extra punch at Bet Rivers. You can bet on the app or at BetRivers.com. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem, 1-800-270-7117. I am so excited. Big news to announce regarding my great friend and one of my heroes in, in broadcasting and media, Terry Foster. He'll join us in just a little bit. We'll get to all the good news and how you can be involved in Helping the cause, if you will. Uh, we'll get to all that coming up in just a bit. But let's take a trip to the Motown betting window. Brought to you by our great friends at Bat Rivers. And we, as I mentioned, action all weekend long. We'll start in the NBA. You've got the Heat and the Sixers in game number three. No Embiid. You do have to monitor a couple things when it comes to Miami. Uh, because you look at some of the 
injury issues that they've got going on. And there's going to be a couple game time decisions with some prominent players, including Kyle Lowry, P.J. Tucker, Tyler Hero. You got a bunch of game time decisions. And right now, the lineup at Rivers has Miami minus three, minus 113. And the Sixers plus three, minus 108. Uh, Miami minus 150 on the money line. Sixers plus 125. The total, 209 and a half over minus 109, under minus 112. And let's take a look if we may, at what some of the splits have been when it comes to this series and this game. And, you know, it's a very interesting scenario because you've got no Joe on beat. You've got some guys that could be out for the Miami Heat, but you have seen a little steam on the Philadelphia 76ers when it comes to total money and total tickets. So it's to me, this is a stay-away game for sure. I am very concerned about this game as far as from a betting standpoint because I just don't think there's a lot of value. And, and listen, I gave you the over in game one, or game two, excuse me, and that went over easily. You know, I said to stay away from the line. Not a, not a huge fan of what this is at three points right now. Uh, I mean, I think, that you know, the Sixers are definitely a live dog in this one, but I can't, I just can't make a case to make a play in this game. And as I've told you many times, you don't just have to bet to bet. Uh, so no leans on this one. It's a stay away game for me. I think the Sixers definitely have a chance to at least win one of the two games in Philly. But without Joel Embiid, they are not going to be able to beat Miami. Miami still, as a one seed, seems underrated to me. I've been talking to some people on social media and, and in person the last uh, week or so that have some had some futures, you know, from a while ago or ready for the playoffs on the Miami Heat with some value. And the Heat definitely in the mix to win this whole thing. And remember, they went to the bubble a couple years ago and almost uh, won the title when they lost to the Lakers. All right, we also have the Suns and the Mavericks. And this is a game that I do like. Uh, Phoenix, uh, excuse me, Dallas right now, Bet Rivers minus one, minus 106. Phoenix plus one, minus 115. Money line both sides is minus 109. And you've got uh, the total of 219.5, both over and under, minus 110. This, to me, is a play on Dallas. I mean, Luka Doncic has been incredible. What Phoenix has done, though, is let him score, not anyone else, really. Jalen Brunson and others have not been the factor they need to be. I believe they will be in Game 3. It's a, obviously, you know, win or, or basically go-home type of situation for the Mavericks. They might lose Game 4, but they're going to win Game 3. I like the Mavs, minus the 1. No opinion on the total. You could use the money line. If you want in parlays, in case you're worried about a push at minus one, but I have no. To be honest, I think the, the better play, even in a parlay, is the minus one, minus one hundred six. If you push, you push, but you're saving three cents in juice, and the chances of this being a one point Dallas win are very uh, unlikely, at least in my opinion. We do have some look ahead lines for you over the weekend: Celtics and Bucks game number three, Saturday three thirty. It's the Bucks minus three minus one hundred eight. Celts plus three minus one thirteen. Mel Awake on the money line minus one forty eight, and Boston plus one twenty three on the comeback. The total is two thirteen, both over and under minus one ten. I do like the Boston Celtics uh, in this one plus the three and the money line. I would use the plus three. In parlays, I would use the money line on its own. No opinion on the total. The total is right where it should be. But I do believe Boston takes this game three on the road, 3.30 on Saturday. And Milwaukee will be a great play on the money line for game number four. And then the nightcap on Saturday. What a series this is going to be. It already has been. Grizzlies-Warriors. I gave you the winner with the Grizzlies in game number two. And you look at the Warriors 
uh, you know, minus seven at Bet Rivers right now. Both sides minus 110. The money line, Golden State, minus 295. Grizzles, plus 240 on the money line. Total 225 and a half. Uh, over minus 110, under minus 110. I gave you the over in that game as well in game two, and it went over easy. I like the Grizzlies plus the seven. I think the Grizzlies are a solid full unit play in this one. Uh, you want to sprinkle a little money line action, uh, maybe a half unit on the money line because they could definitely win this game outright with seven points. Yeah, Golden State's at home, but Memphis is going to keep this thing close. John Moran is taking over games. And that Grizzlies defense is better than people will give it credit for in late game situations. Obviously, they give up a lot of points, so do the Warriors. But the Grizzlies, the reason they're a team that can win the NBA title is because of defensive efficiency and, you know, a lot of defensive metrics uh, guarding the three, guarding the post. I like what they have been able to do for much of the season. So I like the Grizzlies plus the seven at Bet Rivers. Let's take a look at the Tigers uh, who give game number, or excuse me, yeah, game number two of the four game set. Coming up against the Astros uh, tonight at 8-10 Eastern. And it will be the Tigers, uh, or excuse me, the Astros minus 200. And you look at the pitching matchup uh, on uh, Friday night. It's Bresky who was great in that uh, win over the Dodgers. The, the Tigers got it done against Clayton Kershaw. Uh, Bresky was great. He is 0-1, though, with a 3-6-0 ERA. And then Garcia, 1-1 with a 4-1-5 ERA. So the Astros minus 200 uh, on the money line. Comeback Tigers plus 170. Run line, Hugh Stone, minus 1.5, plus 108. Tigers, plus 1.5, minus 136. And the total is 8 over, minus 113, under, minus 106. I don't really have a play on this one for you. I'm going to just give you a lean, and I think the a solid lean on this one would be taking the Tigers' run line, plus 1.5, minus the 136. Maybe you want to throw it in a couple parlays. Very, very light lean on this one. The reason I just think Boreski can have another good start. He's got momentum going. Uh, the Tigers have that solid bullpen. They could make this just a one-run loss, a 4-3 game, a 5-4 game. Heck, they might win this thing outright. But I think the one and a half with the way that, you know, Houston has struggled at times on offense. All these teams, you know, a lot of teams in Major League Baseball have been struggling scoring runs in April and May. So I like the Tigers, uh, you know, to use that in a parlay, plus one and a half on the run line. Minus 136. Stanley Cup playoffs. Action Central over the weekend. Got a bunch of games for you and some look-ahead lines. We got uh, Friday night, uh, four games in all. We'll start with Carolina and Boston. Boston, of course, up 2-0 uh, as this, uh, or excuse me, Carolina up 2-0 as the series heads back to Bond, to Beantown. Bruins minus 134 on the money line, plus 114 for Carolina. Puck line, Boston minus 1.5, plus 185. Hurricanes plus one and a half minus two thirty. Uh, the total it's been five and a half basically this whole series. Five and a half over minus one fourteen under minus one hundred five. No real plays for me on this game. I think uh, you know Carolina is going to wrap this up in five, four or five games. But uh, you know this this Bruins team is good enough to at least win a game in Boston. But I'm not going to lay one thirty four on them with Carolina, just a much better team. I do like this next game though. Lightning tie up the series after Toronto waxed them in game number one. Now they're on the road in Tampa Bay, 7.30 start uh, on Friday night, later tonight. It's the Lightning, the favorite, minus 115. After the Maple Leafs were pretty big favorites in Toronto. Toronto, even money. Puck line, Tampa, minus 1.5, plus 205. The Maple Leafs, plus 1.5, minus 250. The total, 6.5, over, plus 102, under, minus 122. I like a straight one-unit play on Toronto to get back at this uh, ahead of this series and be up 2-1 to one, heading into game number 4. 9.30. Uh, tomorrow or later tonight, I gave you 
the Minnesota Wild to even the series in game number two. They did. Now it's back to St. Louis. St. Louis, very similar. Uh, basically the same, <laughs> same exact line. Uh, when you look at everything, even basically down to the total, uh, Blues minus 115, Wild plus 100. Blues puck line minus 1.5, plus 205. Wild plus 1.5, minus 250. The same exact line as Toronto and Tampa. You rarely see that uh, in the playoffs. And the total, 6.5 over even money instead of plus 102 like it is in the Maple Leafs game. And the under 6.5 minus 118 instead of minus 122 like it is in the Lightning and Maple Leaf game. Uh, it's a stay away for me in this one. I want to see what happens in game number 3 and then probably make a play for game number 4. I like this one, though. The nightcap, the Oilers, they tied it up for us in uh, game number two. I gave you that play out on the Thursday edition of the CityCast, third on Thursday edition of the CityCast. The Oilers on the road now. Favorites, minus 143. Kings, plus 123. Oilers puck line, minus 1.5, plus 165. Kings, plus 1.5, minus 200. Total, 6.5 over plus 104. And the under, minus 124. I like a half-unit play on the Oilers puck line Tremendous value. I know it's on the road, but this is one of those games after the Oilers gain the momentum back and tie the series up that could get out of hand quickly. No pun intended with Jonathan Quick in the net for the Kings, but could get out of hand quickly in Los Angeles. So I like the Edmonton Oilers minus one and a half plus 165 for a half unit play. Then a couple look headlines for you uh, for Saturday. Of course, you have the Panthers and the Capitals tied one to one. I gave you the Panthers uh, on the goal line and they got the job done or the puck line, excuse me, against Capitals in game number two. It'll be the Panthers on the road, minus 167. Ebet Rivers, plus 143 on the comeback for the Kips. Panthers, minus 1.5, plus 143 on the puck line. Capitals, plus 1.5, minus 175 on the puck line. And the total, 6.5, minus, over minus 118, and under even money. And the Rangers gave you the Rangers as well in game number two. Not trying to toot my own horn, but I love giving you winners. And when I give them to you, I'm going to toot the horn. Uh, Rangers tied up. Great win for them. And now it's back to Pittsburgh. Rangers small favorite on the road, minus 117. Even money for the Penguins. Uh, Rangers puck line, minus 1.5, plus 205. Event Rivers, Penguins, plus 1.5, minus 250. Very similar to the Blues uh, and Wild game and the Lightning Maple Leaf game. Uh, but the Rangers, of course, on the road in this one. The total 6 over, minus 103, under, minus 115. Definitely have a lean for the Rangers in this one. Only lane 117 on the road. They got all the momentum. Uh, and as far as Florida and Washington goes, I'm going to stay away from that one uh, right now on Saturday. And of course, the 148th run for the Roses, one of my favorite days in sports, the most exciting two minutes in sports of action all weekend long. And I kind of, if you missed the show on Thursday, it's out there for you. I went over specifically my derby picks for you, gave you the exactas, the tries, and the supers. But the main horse I'm using is Charge It. I'll charge it number eight, the eight horse, uh, ridden by Luis Saez. Um, Todd Pletcher train. I do like Mo Donegal. I like Epicenter. Uh, I like White Barrio and Exactas, but I'm really going to, you know, basically not single, but focus most of my wagering on charges that should go off at a nice price. The morning line's 20 to 1, but I'm looking at a lot of guys and girls that I respect that cover horse racing, and a lot of them like charging, so that line might be bet down to closer to 10 to 12 to 1, which, of course, 12 to 1 last year was with Cheater Medina Spirit won at. Uh, should have been essential quality, uh, but still. You look at uh, the Derby on Saturday and all the different value. <clears throat> when you look at horses like Charge It or Smile Happy, uh, you know, White uh, Abario is going to be at least, you know, around 10 to 1, 8 to 1, 7 to 1. Cyberknife is a morning line 20 to 1. Uh, Taiba 
at 12 to 1 on the morning line. So much value across the board. So have fun with it. And uh, I'll throw up my picks on my Twitter as well at DanLeach971. So check all that out over the weekend. All right. Uh, without further ado, I want to welcome in my great friend, Terry Foster. He's coming up next with some big news to announce and a way that you, there's so many great fans of his that have reacted to the shows he's been on with me and obviously, you know, have met Terry in, in, in public or have been a fan of his for a while. You can help a dream of his come true. We're going to get to that coming up straight ahead right here on the Fantastic Friday edition of the Detroit CityCast brought to you by our great friends at Bat Rivers. Baseball is here at Bet Rivers as a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least $25, and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. Well, here he is, and I've I've said this many times about you, Terry Foster. Not just, you know, professionally someone that's a hero and means a lot to me, but personally, we've gotten much closer over the last several years, especially working together at the ticket for a long time and just, uh, you know, doing a lot of things together uh, over the last several years, especially during the pandemic and you being so kind with your time to come on my various shows. But today, aside from talking a little Lions draft and, and what we can look forward to with them, I really wanted to spend a lot of time talking about you and talking about something that we just found out. And you, as you always do handling it so humbly, you found out recently that you were nominated for the Michigan Sports Hall of Fame. Now, it's no secret, Terry, that anyone that I know, and including myself and many of our colleagues from 97.1 and throughout the years at the paper with you and Channel 472, whatever, we already know you're a Hall of Famer. But this just makes it official. I got to ask you off the jump here, because the post you put up there was, as is you, always your MO, very humble. But what was it like when you found out you were nominated for the Michigan Sports Hall of Fame? Uh, I was really happy about it. Uh, my thought beforehand was, I don't care about things like this. But once I got nominated, I was like, yes. So I good. could tell you were excited. Yeah, it was very exciting. Um, I'm, I hope I get in. It would mean a lot to me. And if I do, I would probably cry like a baby. Uh, because I, I, I really didn't think anything like this was possible. But somebody saw fit to nominate me. So um, now I just need the people to vote for me. So... Well, and we're going to, not only are we going to do that, obviously I'm going to help with that. I know all these people that love you are going to help with that. We're going to get all the information out. If you're listening to the show, uh, you know, it's going to be posted on my Twitter, on Facebook. Do you, do you want it? Can we tell the people right now, like, is there a website? Just if they're listening to the show, they can go to a vote. I will text it to you, but it's Detroit Sports. No, I'm sorry. It's Michigan Sports H-O-F dot O-R-G. All right, michigansportshof.org. Right. So We're going to put all this on my different socials, too, that, so people that, can actually that see will, it. That, and then on the top of this is a vote for the 2022 uh, the 2022 ballot, and I'm on that. But I'm at the very bottom because the media is the last one. The media should be on the top. Well, you know, Sports Hall of Fame is really for people who played the sports, did things that were, were memorable. I mean, for instance, um, some of the people on there from the other is uh, Chris Weber. Yep. Uh, 
I'm trying to think who else was on there. But there's a lot of people who were great athletes and did great things. And then there's the media division. I'm on there. Don Shane is on there. Mickey Redmond is on there. So there's a bunch of people who've done things who've been in front of the people for a very long time. So um, that's why I think it would be really tough. But I hope I get on there. So it would mean a lot. I, I mean, like I said, we, I think you're going to get in anyway. But if you didn't, you are a Hall of Famer. And we're <laughs> going to start this campaign. And I'm going to do whatever I can. I know I've talked to a lot of people that uh, you've worked with for years that are going to do the same as I am. And we'll get all the stuff up there for people to know where to go to vote. And obviously, as you mentioned, MichiganSportsHOF.org. So we'll do that uh, and make sure everyone's got it. And, and Terry, I just wanted to ask you, because you, you and I have talked about this a lot on, on various shows that I've done. We've done it when we did shows back in the day on the ticket when I was filling in for uh, for, for Mike Valenti back in, in the day with you and I doing some great shows together. But I wanted to give you a chance just to let people know kind of how things started for you. What got you into to broadcasting and journalism? Obviously, we know you went to Central Michigan. How about the, the Chippewas owning the draft for about an hour uh, on, on Friday, like for like an hour, they had two great picks that were everyone was talking about. But let everyone kind of know what the genesis was for you to get involved in this amazing field and one that you've made an everlasting impression on so many, including myself. Well, I think my beginning began as a wanted to be a sports writer. When I was a kid, I uh, wrote um, plays and wrote about athletes and I had my own little newspaper called the Vancouver Times because I lived on Vancouver. So I wanted to be a sports writer. I didn't think about broadcasting until um, maybe 15 years into my career when WDFN began. So I, um, they were looking for people who were in the locker room. They were looking for people who knew the athletes. So I got into um, sports radio at WDFN because of that. So that was very exciting. But, you know, broadcasting is not my first love. In fact, if I do, you know, come out of retirement, I want to write. Uh, there's a you might be doing some stuff with me at, at WHMI, possibly. That is possible. We have talked about that. There, there, are, um, there are a lot of stories in Detroit that I know about that haven't been written about. And I thought that by now they would have been written, but maybe people missed them. So uh, I want to hit those stories. I, you know, what I'd love to do, I, I loved on Saturdays to go to a college football game and cover a college football game. Oh, Not yeah. necessarily Michigan, Michigan State, but there's big games at Western Michigan, Central Michigan, Grand Valley, Fair State. I would love to write about what's happening at some of the smaller colleges because there's great stories everywhere that you go, and I want to tell those stories. So um, I'm, I'm hoping I get that opportunity. We'll see if that happens. But, you know, as far as the Sports Hall of Fame, it's something I never envisioned even being in position to get in. Because once you're in this business, you put your head down and you go day to day. And you don't think about the following day. You don't think about the future. You don't think about who you've touched. The, the Your main focus is every day produce something that people will read or react to or love or even hate it doesn't matter and that's the that's the thing that i, I thought about uh, every day so um i think the main thing when you get in this business is entertain people inform people and just see where things go 
that's beautifully said, and that's, you know, lessons that you taught me going way back to when I was an intern at Fox 2, going to Eastern Michigan. Speaking of schools that have good stories, Eastern and, and Toledo and others, you know, Western aren't covered as much. They've got great stories, but uh, you're always so kind to me, and, and, and as I mentioned, an inspiration and, and someone that I looked up to, and I remember running back into you the, the day of that Lions uh, Monday night game against the Bears, the, the six-fall start penalty game, yeah. and, uh, you know, we're just both wandering around downtown Detroit because you and I love that. And I'd reconnected with you at a Super Bowl. I, I came in for Radio Row for Super Bowl 40, but I hadn't seen you much because I'd been out of the state. And I just remember just seeing you and, and just thinking, this is Detroit. And I wanted to take you back to Cass Tech. I mean, you're a famed Cass Tech alum before you went to Central. What did you like sports-wise back then? Was there an athlete you loved? Was there a team you loved? What were some of your heroes back then at Cass Tech? Uh, back at Cass Tech, um, one name I want to bring up is a, is a running back. You probably have Daryl Tucker. Darryl Tucker. Oh, I remember Daryl Tucker. Daryl Tucker was a uh, – he went on the Central to play, but he was a running back at Cass Tech. I wrote a feature about Daryl Tucker, and um, the Michigan Chronicle picked it up. A couple other publications picked it up. So my feature on him was the first time I was really published in a, um, you know, in a professional publication because I wrote something for – the Cass Tech technician, and so I'm thinking, I write it there. All the students here, Cass, to see it, but that's about it. But the Michigan Chronicle, other places picked it up, and I'm like, all right, and, and it got a little notoriety. So I, that that inspired me, and uh, we moved on from there. Yeah, and, and, and listen, I mean, that was a different time, interesting time back then, before the internet, before social media, and I, I mean, you come all through <laughs> this, and you're you're the king of social media because you have like. Five times the followers of me, yet you always like to give me a hard time about why I'm verified on Twitter. And you're you got not. the blue believe, check, and I didn't. Believe me, you deserve the blue check way more than me. But as you come up, you go to Central, Terry. You you covered so many different things. You know, then you started the Free Press in '82. You were there until '88. You know, covering high school sports in Macomb County in '88. You joined the Detroit News, Pistons beat writer, Wolverines football, golf, tennis, auto racing. Listen. You have covered some of the biggest events in the history of the state, some of the biggest events in the history of the, of, of the sporting country in this modern generation. I know it's going to be a very tough question, but it, it, even if there's multiple ones, you can say answer however you want. What are the events or the event or the, the, the column or whatever it was that have meant the most to you throughout your career? Yeah, I think the, the most eventful column was actually a high school column. Uh, I wrote a column about a girl named Lisa Gunn, and um, she used to be on the sideline for Warren D. LaSalle football games, which I used to cover. But anyway, she would tell me all about the D. LaSalle players because she knew them, and so I would talk to her. Well, one day, she wasn't on the sideline, so, and I found out that Lisa Gunn had committed suicide. Ugh. So we had talked before, and she said that she wanted to be president of the United States of America. She had all these goals. She went to Michigan State. Uh, she had a four-point GPA when she went to state, and things didn't work out for her. So I wrote a column about teenage suicide and about Lisa Gunn. And the, the theme of it was basically no matter how tough times get, there's always tomorrow. So don't. You know, basically, don't kill yourself, don't harm yourself. So I wrote that column, and they circulated in a bunch of the high schools in Macomb County, Harper, Harper Woods, and Gross Point. So a few weeks later, 
I gave a speech at Macomb Community College in Warren, and there was this girl I noticed. She was in the background wearing all black, had black eyeliner and, and stuff. So she wanted to talk to me but didn't know how to approach. So finally, after everyone left, she came up and says, are you Terry Foster? I said, yes. And so she introduced herself and said she had, com she had thought about killing herself, but she read that column and decided to give life another chance. I can't tell you how many goosebumps went all up and down my uh, spine. So I think that was the most important thing I ever wrote because maybe I saved a life. Yeah. And I have no idea what happened to her. It was the last time I saw her, but I was, um, I, I can't describe the feeling that I got. And uh, it was part fright, part, I can't believe this happened. And, and uh, what's going to happen with her? So um, that was that may have been the most important thing that I ever wrote. But as far as the uh, events or the championships, I think covering the Bad Boy Pistons was huge in 1980. Well, you're on the 30 for 30, Terry. You're a legend on the 30 for 30. 30 for 30, in, in case you haven't heard. And I think the other was uh, the first Stanley Cup was Steve Eisenman sure. covering that. That was huge, too, because... Those are moments you're never going to forget, and they're involve, involving people who are icons, Isaiah Thomas and Steve Eisman. It doesn't get much bigger than that in Detroit sports. So maybe those are the two things like that, that kind of stand out, and also the column about teenage suicide. Well, and, and thank you for bringing up that comment, Teenage Suicide. You know that we have a lot. We have a connection there, you and I, and I've done, you know, being 11 years sober myself and, and working with, with some charities and, and, and talking about that kind of stuff. I know the impact. I mean, listen, let's just be honest here. Terry Foster is about 50,000 rungs higher than I am, but I know that I've been able to impact people. And to know that someone like you was able to do that, that is so well-respected, it's its something that just goes along with all the amazing other things you've done. Obviously, you know, writing a column about the Red Wings or the, the Pistons or the tough, you know, Lions losses and stupid decisions in the front office and all that stuff is one thing because you're connecting with fans and sports that mean a lot to them. But on top of that, to be able to connect with high school kids and the parents and, and other people to know that you did, Terry, Terry, you did save a life, and I'm sure you saved several lives, and it just goes along with, you know, who you are and why you're nominated for the Hall of Fame in the first place. You're already, as I mentioned, in my opinion, and many others, a Hall of Famer. I know it's just, it's something that would be official, but I think that you, I, I think you know in your heart, Terry, I hope you do, you are a Hall of Famer in many different ways. Um, but to know that you were able to share that story and write that story, you made an impact that probably has gone and echoed through generations. How long ago was that story? Was that early on? Yeah, that was, uh, but that was in the eighties. Yeah. I, I mean, think about that, that 30 plus years ago, think about that girl and other people that read it, other parents that read it, that maybe have helped, you know, their kids, kids and grandkids. I mean, that's Terry, that's, that's who you are. And that's one one of the many reasons that I have such respect for you on a professional, but may also a personal level and why this is such a cool thing that you're nominated for the hall of fame and all the different things you've been able to do. And the sports stuff is great, but that's what really matters. And I remember I was told once by somebody that I helped, you know, prevent them from doing something bad with themselves. And to know that you, you know, you have an impact like that. I know means a lot to you, but that's who you are, Terry. You've always just seeing you interact with, 
people, just the general public, and and seeing you interact with different events that I've done with you in the past, or different games that I've been at where you've been covering, and to to run into people when I tell them you're coming on my show or that we're going on a walk or whatever it is. Every single person lights up, wants to know how you are. A lot of them know you because I feel like you've met. I mean, I, I, I know a lot of people. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know, 100,000 people. And every time I talk to these people, they just want to know that you're good. They want me to tell you that they love you. They miss you on the radio or they miss you writing, whatever it is. You have had such a deep impact, not just on Detroit, but the state and the business and I wonder, I mean, you're such a humble guy. Not that you're staying up late at night thinking, oh, I'm Terry Foster. This is great what I've done. But do you give yourself a chance with all that you've been through and the medical stuff and being in a, in a much better spot, obviously, and healthy now, do you give yourself a chance to slow down sometimes and say, wow, I really have done some special stuff in my life and it's okay to feel that way? Um, Not before, but lately I have. Because like I said, when you do this, it's like a grind every day. You don't think about the impact you're making. But sure. since I've had time to think uh, about it, every word counts. Uh, every word you say counts. Every word you write counts. So uh, I've been able to reflect on that probably in the last three to four, three to four years. That, um, that, and before that, uh, when I got sick uh, about six years ago, uh, I remember being in the hospital bed thinking, did I make an impact? Does anybody care? And um, so that does hit you hard. Um, but then later on, you reflect and and you just think, eh, maybe, maybe I touched somebody here and there. But um, it's just something you don't think about when you're going through the process. Sure. And Terry, not only do they care, but they care deeply. And that speaks a lot about who you are as a human being and why people like me, when I met you when I was a whippersnapper college idiot, I'm still an idiot, but I'm just older. And well, you're a whippersnapper, not an idiot. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> you're you were always, thank you. You were always so kind to me. And I'm not saying that there aren't other people that are kind, but there's really no one like you. You're just genuinely, you just care. And yeah, there's times to have fun, and you've definitely given me a hard time at times, especially tweeting, uh, this guy's got a blue chicken. I don't, what the hell's going on here? And, uh, and all, and all the, Terry, that? <laughs> the Terry Foster army got your back. They're always like, yeah, I mean, love Leach, but come on, this is Terry Foster. But no, you just are so genuine, and we're so lucky to have you. And I, people like me in the business that were able to look up to you, and I've got people that I've been able to mentor you know, think about that. Dan <laughs> Leach mentoring someone. But no, I, I've been able to teach people the way that you have. And believe me, we've talked about you a lot. They love you. And even though maybe some of them are younger and didn't really, you know, they were a lot younger during the Bad Boys, you know, run, or maybe they weren't even born then. Uh, and, and obviously when you started doing radio, they might have been very young. But they're just huge fans. And you mean a lot to them. You mean a lot to me. You mean a lot to the city. And I, I'm just so I'm so happy to be able to talk about you being nominated for the Hall of Fame, even though it's like I said, you're already a Hall of Famer in our own our minds and hearts. But this is this is something you do deserve. And I, I I mean listen, I was looking at the finalists. My man Titan Reggie's on there. We love Titan Reggie, Jack Abling, Mickey Redmond, Tim Stott, Don Shane, all great people, but Terry Foster needs to get in. I'm just I'm not trying to I, I Don Shane was great to me. Titan Reggie and me were very close. I used to be the Titans play by play announcer. I don't know Mickey that well. I don't really know Tim Stott that well. Jack Abling, I know a little bit. But I'm just saying, it's not that these other finalists aren't worthy. They're all worthy. That's why they're nominated. 
But I'm just saying you're the guy. You're the guy and you need to get in with all that you've done and all that you've been through. And my like finger, I said, whether you get it or not, you're a Hall of Famer, Terry. My fingers are crossed, but... Um, I know it means a it, lot to you. It, that, it, I'm glad it means a lot It's something that I really would like. I want my family to be there. I want to talk about my kids. I want to talk about my wife. And um, I'm not an emotional guy. Like, I, I never cry out of happiness. But this might be one of those times where I do. Because as, as I thought about it, I think it's a really big deal. And it's something that I would love to be able to say that I'm in the Michigan Sports Hall of Fame. I would as well. Uh, well, before we get into a little Lions talk here for a minute, I wanted to to leave this discussion with this and just get your feelings on this. As I mentioned, I, I've talked to people that I've been able to mentor. You were someone that I looked up to that has always showed me the right way to do things. There are a lot of people that want to do what you do, that want to do what I do, that want to be in broadcasting or journalism, whatever, you know, whether it's radio or TV or writing or being a columnist, whatever that is. And obviously the business has changed a lot since you started back in the early 80s. But what would you say to the people listening? Because I know I've got a lot of listeners of this show that are younger people that are in college and that reach out to me and that want to get in the business and I help them the best way I can. But getting advice from someone like Terry Foster is just that much better. What would you say to people listening right now that want to get into the business and be someone like you? All right. Uh, I'm going to give you one word. Passion. You have to have a passion for this. You have to care. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's... If you don't care, you can't do it. Um, but it's very important to understand also that if you're going to do this, make an impact. Don't just say something where people hear it and then forget about it. Make an impact because people here in Detroit care. They care about sports. They care about the sports figures. They care about the people in the media. So let's don't be a guy that just or a woman that just says stuff and just forget about it have that passion have that fire want to make a change want to make things better or if something is going wrong you point it out and not only yeah you can rip it that's what we do but how can i make this better let's make detroit sports better let's make the teams better let's make the fans better let's make our thinking better that's what you need to think about rather than just getting on and say, I'm a, I, I, got a, I'm a, I got the big mic. I'm a tough guy, so I'm just going to say what I want. No, every word counts. Always remember that. They, ha they have meaning. That's beautifully said, Terry. You just, you just gave me chills because we – and listen, I, I've lived in a lot of places. I've lived outside of Boston. You know, I, I have friends from New York City. I know you do too. I, I used to live in California, Atlanta, Florida. There's great sports towns all over the country. But I would put this city – and obviously by extension the state – but the, the city of Detroit and its suburbs up against anybody when it comes to, as you mentioned, passion, which of course you and I have always been connected with. Uh, we both are very passionate people. I do cry a lot even during commercials, but there's nothing wrong with, with not crying. Uh, I, I'm a sap. But, Terry, I'd put Detroit up against anybody. I mean, it's not to say that, oh, we're better than New York or Boston or, you know, uh, Miami, whatever city you want to throw out there. It's that you won't find more passionate fans. Maybe you'll find as passionate fans, but not as much as we've got here, Terry. And you've seen and met a lot of them. They, half of them seem to know you in this city. Yeah, uh, I had a conversation, and I've had... I, can't, I, I talk with a lot of people who are columnists and uh, talk show hosts around the nation. 
And one time I had a conversation with a guy named David Steele. And David Steele was a columnist for the Oakland, whatever the newspaper was. And he said, Terry, you don't know how good you have it. In Detroit, people care. Here in yeah. Oakland, California, they don't care. I can write, burn down the Coliseum or burn every <laughs> stadium down. He says, you know what? People don't care. Yep. In Detroit, you can write about somebody's left elbow, a left knee, and the whole town is like, okay, we got to do something about this. They yep. care. And so I took that to heart. And I understand that, you know, why I just said every word counts. And most of that has to do with the, the fans here. Don't forget about the fans. Don't forget about the readers. Don't forget about the listeners. Because they're the ones on the roller coaster. I'm not. Uh, because a lot of, you know, a lot of times I, I'm not as passionate about things as the fans are. Because they're putting their money on there, on the line. They care about it more than I do. So I'm writing for them. And so the words from David still resonate with me that um, people here care. And you have to you have to recognize that. I love that story. It's before we get out of here, speaking about people that care, we know even if the Lions go 0 16, which they have, they they're still gonna care. Yeah, yeah, they can't do it again. They have to go 0 17. People thought they were gonna do that last year. I'm like, you guys are silly. Uh, but let's talk about your reaction to this draft. I mean, I've been saying, we talked about it on the show when I've had you on in the past. I've been saying for months that I, not only did I want Hutch, but they were going to get in Hutchinson. They did. They trade up for Jamison Williams. They get the Pascal Lamb, Josh Pascal, Kentucky, another great, you know, depth guy for defensive end, uh, the defensive end position. Uh, I, you look up and down this draft, and Terry, you've covered this longer than I have, so I'm not going to try to be silly here and say, you know, we know right away this is a great draft because it takes two, three years. It's all on paper. These guys have played it down in the NFL, but we do have the ability to look, you know, from the macro view of what a team like the Lions for decades, and yeah, here and there they'd have a decent draft, and they, they went to the playoffs here and there too, but when you look at how many mistakes they made and the Matt Millen nonsense and taking Eric Ebron to see Brad Holmes in two drafts, not just make sense, but make moves that could really make this team finally a true contender for a sustained period of time. How do you look at year two for Brad Holmes? I know PFF gave an A plus. I know USA Today gave the Lions an A. I mean, they're just grades, Terry, but maybe there's a little more to read into this year than just a grade with the Lions draft. The one thing that I say for the first time ever, the Lions are a real organization. Yep. Brad Holmes is a real general manager. Uh, Dan Campbell, I'm still waiting on him to see what he is as a coach. But uh, the one thing I do know, players care about him. Players are passionate about Dan Campbell. And even if they have a bad record this year, it would be very dangerous to get rid of him because the players care about him. Normally, uh, they didn't care about um, Marinelli. They didn't care about... Um, Matt Patricia, uh, there's, there's a lot of coaches that, that came in. Yeah, they definitely didn't care about Patricia. They hated him. They did. They came in with the wrong attitude, and they right. and they lost the locker room immediately. Yep. So, But Dan Campbell didn't do that. And Brad Holmes, um, the, only, the only problem that he has now is he did not hire Dan Campbell as his coach. So that's not his guy. And my fear is this: there could be a, there could be a fly in the ointment. And here's here's the fly: what if at some point, two three years down the road, Brad Holmes said, "You know what? Dan Campbell is not the guy. 
does he have the flexibility to fire him? Because the Lions front office hired him. Brad Holmes had nothing to do with the process. So I, I you know, I, I kind of wonder if uh, Brad Holmes thinking, you know, I don't like Dan Campbell. He should have the right to fire that coach. I'm not sure if he'd have that that um, flexibility. So that's the only thing I fear. Other than that, it's a real organization. This is the first time that they hired the coach and the GM without hiring one of their friends or someone they liked or someone they you know thought was cute. <laughs> they hired who they thought was the best person for the job. And that's the way it's supposed to go. That's why I say the Lions are a real organization, finally. Yeah, by the way, Terry, that guy I called Brad Sherlock Holmes, he just happened to be, I mean, I'm not going to say he was the biggest part, but he definitely was a co- you know, Padre with Les Snead in building this year's Super Bowl champion. So it's like the guy like Stevie Y with the Tampa Bay Lightning. People will say, all right, well, the Wings had a really bad year. And obviously, Blasio wasn't Stevie's guy. But, you know, Jeff Blasio just got fired, for, for better or worse. I always liked Blasio, by the way. Uh, but it was time to move on. Same thing when it came with Matthew Stafford. And same thing when it came to getting a guy that came in you know, that knew how to, to get identify college players. The Lions have never had that. Bob Quinn was a pro personnel guy. Matt Millen was an idiot. Martin Mayhew was a Matt Millen disciple in, in certain ways and, and couldn't really get it done. To have a guy in Brad Holmes that helped with less need, build the Rams to a Super Bowl champion, and then obviously gave them Stafford, which was to put the, the piece put over the top, then to come here, and as you mentioned, and you cover the Lions longer than I have, but I've covered them for a while too, and they have never seemingly gone outside the organization and made sense and used the search committee and done it the right way. And yes, we'll see what happens with Dan Campbell. I'm 100% with you on, we don't know fully about Dan Campbell yet, but Brad Holmes in two years traded the franchise quarterback for the future with tons of first-round picks, drafted pretty solid last year. I think he killed it this year. And as you said, a real organization can have real drafts and finally become a real contender. Could you imagine? Yeah, I, I can't imagine. But the thing is, as we all know, you, you line up all the sports franchises in Detroit, and you ask the typical sports fan, which is one, the one you want to see win a yep. championship? They'll bring up the Detroit Lions. And you know what? You know what Matt Millen used to do for every Friday afternoon? He would have like a, a list, and he would say, hey, Martin, here's the college games I want you to go to. Matt Millen, who's the gym, will go to Pennsylvania and start what? hammering his barn, make sure his barn was fine. <laughs> he had other people go to games. That makes no, no sense. Ridiculous. And I'll tell you this, Terry, you know, I've said this for years and years and years. We have great sports fans for all the teams here. Pistons had almost a million at their parade. Wings had over a million at theirs. Obviously, if the Tigers won a World Series after 84, they'd have a million plus at theirs. If the Lions, and I, they're going to. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say when because I was wrong about my five-year prophecy <laughs> about six years ago now. But they're going to win one. And if they, when they do, there will be three million people at Hart Plaza. It'll be like it was in Philadelphia when it had been a generation not winning a Super Bowl and they're all crowding the streets in downtown Philly. It'll be like that everywhere. Birmingham, Royal Oak, up north, obviously downtown at Hart Plaza for the parade. There'll be millions of people. The whole region, not literally, but will be on fire in the best possible now, way. If the Lions won a Super Bowl, not just that, they're going to be boats in the Detroit River. There's going to be <laughs> planes flying overhead. 
trying to get a closer look, it'll be absolutely nuts around here, and that party might go for a whole week. Yep. Well, guess what? When that happens, it will be on par with you getting into the Hall of Fame because they're both very worthy things and very special things. And Terry, it's always the best talking to you. I want to give out the website again. It's michigansportshof.org. There's a vote now button on the top. You can see Terry's uh, name and the media people at the bottom. So please vote for that. Do we know how long we have to vote? What's the what's the situation on that? Do we know? You have until May 22nd. All right, so we got plenty of time, man. It's after my birthday. One vote per email. All right, so what we're saying is you go on there, you set up 16 emails, and you vote 16 times. (laughs) Now, I've had friends say, I'm just going to vote for you all day. You can't do that, so that's not right. So No, I like that it's one vote per email, but I know I'm going to have several emails that I use, uh, multiple votes for you, my friend. Uh, But please go out there and vote. Terry, you're the best. I love you. Uh, I can't I, listen. Like I said, whether you get in this year or not, you are a Hall of Famer. But I truly hope you get in because it means a lot to hear you say that it would mean a lot to you because you deserve this. And I know that it's just an accolade, and you're a much deeper human being than that. But you've worked your ass off for decades and have made an impression and made this city and region better in so many different ways. So for the fact that this does mean a lot to you, I want it for you more than anything. Thank you very much. And if I get in, I might even cry. So that's that's how much it means to me. I'll be there. I'm going to have my family there. I hope my friends are there. And uh, so I can talk them up. Uh, Terry, I love it. And I, I hope I get a chance to be there at that ceremony. It's it's going to happen, man. I, I totally believe in it. I'm going to give you a little little Lord Fauntleroy. Yeah, uh, Terry, thanks. Thank you so much uh, for, for coming me. on as always. You're the best, my man. Okay, you be good. All right, listen, michigansportshof.org. Vote for Terry Foster. Thanks again to the legend, Terry Foster. Follow him on Twitter, Terry Foster DT. It's not verified yet, but it will be soon. I'm on it for No, someone uh, e- uh, email Elon Musk, so it could happen. We'll see. You're going to probably have four check marks by the time <laughs> Elon Musk gets done with you. They want to have my name t- on there, just four check marks. Yeah, just four check marks. They're a big check mark. Right. Uh, thank, thanks again to my man, Terry Foster. More to come on the Detroit CityCast. Fantastic Friday edition. Believe in the dream. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. Absolutely brilliant stuff, as always, but just awesome stuff for my man, Terry Foster. Get chills going for me. Just love talking to him. He means so much to me, as I mentioned, on a personal and professional level. And Let's get him in the Hall of Fame. Go to michigansportshof.org. Click on that. Vote button at the top. Vote in Terry Foster. Share it with your friends. I'll have all the information on my social media. Uh, so please do that for my man, Terry Foster. All those candidates are deserving. But my man, Terry Foster, needs to get into the Hall of Fame. Thanks again for uh, joining me, Terry. Uh, just the, You're the best man. And he's had a lot of stuff personally he's gone through in recent years. Stuff he's going through now with his extended family and his mother-in-law being sick that we've discussed on this show. So sending the best to him, his amazing wife, Abs, his kids, Celine and B, and his, uh, his mother-in-law as well. Nothing but the best. Let's get him in the Hall of Fame so they can all see him. And they're already, of course, incredibly proud of him, but just be even that much more proud 
of my man Terry Foster that's going to do it for us here have a great weekend everybody let's get some derby cash going we'll get back with you on Monday until then keep reaching for the stars believe in the dream Dan Leach the Squatch saying down the stretch they come I'm out